a lot of people make up this what if and they attach a negative connotation to it. Hmm. Where I'm like, if you're going to make stuff up, why not make up positive stuff? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're making yeah. it up anyway. <clears throat> That's so powerful, Fair? man. Yeah. You know, what if they're mad? Hey, what if they're happy? This is Stay Paid, the marketing podcast that gives listeners a competitive edge to stay motivated, find inspiration, and discover proven real-world tactics from some of the best marketers across the nation. Welcome to another episode of Stay Paid. I'm Joshua Stike along with Luke Akery. Before we bring on our guest today, we'd love it if you take a minute to subscribe to Stay Paid on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. If you're not already subscribed while you're there, drop us a review and we will read it here on the show. Our guest today is John Wetmore as a managing partner with Integrity Marketing Group. John is mentoring agents and pushing them out of their comfort zones, allowing them to become producers and business owners they thrive to be. With over 1,500 selling agents doing 10,000 policies monthly, John's agency Family First Life Agent Force did over $130 million in 2022 in paid annual Whew. premium and is projected to double in 2023. John, welcome to Stay Paid. Thanks for being here. I mean, I appreciate you having me on. Happy to be part of it. Yeah, John, man, I'm really appreciative of you coming on the show. We got the chance to uh, meet each other in person and talk when we were down in Texas with good old yeah. Joe Campert. So Texas. Joe, yeah, Joe, we had on the podcast. So people got to go listen to that episode. He's a stud. We talked about his Facebook group and everything he's doing with insurance yeah. syndicate, but was blown away, man. We just uh, got to spend a little bit of time together. We're just blown away at not only your mindset, what you've accomplished, um, your authenticity. And then when you got up there and you coached at this insurance syndicate to you know, get together, I was really yeah. blown away with some of the stuff you talked about specifically around like cold calling and the mindset <laughs> to cold calling. And here's the thing, like people will say cold calling is dead. And I love what Grant Cardone says. He says cold calling is dead because you suck at it. Right. And I think there's <laughs> exactly, I think there's a great fear when it comes to cold calling, but it is still extremely viable. And it's not even a cold call anymore because you can get leads. You can get yeah, leads. Correct. You can create leads. This show's all about leads. Can you talk a little bit about your mindset behind cold calling? And especially that analogy you gave of like the hostage when you were in Texas. I'd love for you to share that. Yeah, I, um, yeah, I mean, I appreciate it. It's funny. It's funny what stands out when I, when I go places, different people. And this is one of those things that people either love or hate which I like because I'm pretty well either loved or hated too. So it's all good, <laughs> you know? Um, and, and to be clear, man, I didn't always have the mindset I'm going to talk about. I had, I had to get there because when I started in the business, I was, I didn't like the phones. I didn't, I was, I was very emotional about responses on the phone. Mm. You know, I didn't, I didn't kind of factor in that there were going to be more negatives than positives for whatever reason. You know, and, and when I got the negatives, it, it like my mindset got out of whack. So I kept getting more and more negatives and I probably had gotten had I just stayed positive and still wasn't necessarily good, if you will. Yeah. Um, so I had to get there. And as I started learning more and more about this business, I've learned that like the negative mindset and really any business is, is a big reason why a lot of people fail around having success and how much it affects the outcome we so desire, you know? And I've watched thousands and thousands and thousands of agents dial the phones over the years. And I've watched grown men get crushed, women, everything, all of it, just when they pick up the phone, you know, and, and a lot of it's very, they said this, they didn't, they weren't interested. They already got it. These leads suck. I call, I didn't, or like, I don't want to bug them. I don't want to call that early. I don't want to call that late. I don't want to call that many times. You get a lot of like things like that from an average agent. And 
for me, what I always try to help people understand is that that mindset that we have is a choice and people don't like see it that way. So I, I had to learn how to deliver it in a way where I could get them to choose that they would look at it differently. Mm. So the way I did it for myself and everything I teach is started with the way I taught myself how to look at things differently. And I remember one day kind of sitting around Maddox is my youngest son. He's, he's, he was nine months old when I started in the business. He's 11 now. Wow. And I remember thinking, um, if someone had kidnapped Maddox, would I, would I be worried about how many times I called Luke in a day or a week or a month? Mm. Like in the only way that like, and I always say like, if someone kidnapped your most loved person and the only way to find them, or some people get weird about that. So I'm like, if they <laughs> we're going to get an illness, if you know what I mean? Like you can yeah. do whatever. Put your own up. scenario. I, yeah. I literally psych myself up, dude. And I go, if this were the case, would you be worried about what they said on the phone? Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? The only way you could save your, your loved one was by, there's a stack of leads. There's 150 of them. I have no idea which one has your kid, but one of them has your kid. Mm your mom, your cousin, your sister, your whatever. Here's the stack of leads. Fine. There, he's in there. Would you worry about what day it was when you called? Would you yeah. care if it was a Sunday? Would you care if it was a holiday? Would you care if it was 3 a.m.? You know what I mean? If I hung up, if they hung up on you, would you, would you keep or would you be like, I just don't want to bug them this early. I know they have my son, but it's too <laughs> early to call people. Mm. You would never say, and I get the scenarios different, but my only point is in this scenario, when it benefits you, you can choose to not be worried about what the other person thinks and you aren't, it, you aren't going into it with a negative mindset. But when it's leads, we somehow convince ourselves we shouldn't call them. We shouldn't do this. We, they might be mad. They might be busy. They might be there. And we generalize stuff. And what I've learned is I'm like, you know, you're actually really good at sales because you've convinced yourself not to work <laughs> and you bought the excuse you sold yourself yeah wow so good you know what i'm saying so, so for me good. it's it's little stuff like that because when i set people up and i ask questions they're like no i wouldn't care well of course you wouldn't care so why do you care when it's a lead and seeking insurance you know what i'm saying it's just it's um it's it's a, it's a choice we yeah. actively choose how to behave in any situation dude and it's if it, i promise you don't make it easy knowing i teach this some days I have to watch my own videos. <laughs> yeah. It's so true, man. You're, you're so right. It's so funny yeah. when we used to not be virtual. So now the whole company's virtual. Well, we used to have a call center. Uh, now everybody's yeah. in their homes. But I would walk by and see reps not dialing. And I'd see them looking yeah. at the screen. And I'd just stop by the cube real quick and say, hey, hey no amount of research that you do is going to help you close this deal. Get on that phone and dial. Mm -hmm. Right? It's like you, the 30 yeah. seconds of the ringtone is all you need for the yeah. research because you know yeah. you're just using that as an excuse. Yeah. And I love your right. shirt, man, for the people watching the YouTube videos. Results yeah. over excuses. Perfectly timed. I don't know if you wore that on purpose. I mean, you didn't know what we were going to talk about. So I love that. I, that mindset is so powerful but it's so hard to master and hold yourself it accountable is. to how do you hold yourself and your team accountable? Like how do you enforce accountability Man. throughout your organization? You know, I would say holding myself accountable is a lot easier now, obviously, you know, I, I like, I like to catch myself like in, in the case where you just said you walk by and someone's staring at the screen. I would tell myself something crazy. Like if I stared at the screen for more than 12 seconds, my alternative was I go to prison. Would I ever stare at the screen for 12 seconds? No. 
Yeah. So why don't that's, but that's how I talk to myself. I'm weird, dude. Um, <laughs> John, I'm learning about this. You are weird. My yeah. man, prison hostage yeah. situations. No, yeah, extreme like, scenarios. But yeah. again, extreme stuff. Yes. Like, no, obviously like, what are you even talking about? Of course I wouldn't stare at the screen ever. Yeah. And it sounds so absurd, but dude, I look at it so absurd that you have the opportunity to help your family financially, but you're staring at a screen. Like I don't, mm. I don't understand it, you know? And I was that guy at one point. So I do relate, but I feel weird that I used to be that guy too. So that's why I tell myself things like this. So for me, dude, I've learned that I just want to do the things I say I'm going to do for myself. So I'm a, I'm a big, I'm careful on what I say I'm going to do. Cause if I do, and I'm human, I say I'm going to do things all the time. Cause I, I, I want to do stuff. And then it gets closer and I'm like, I really don't want to do that. But damn, I said I would. So I have to, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. Um, and if I said, how do I hold, like, if you were in my agency, the way I would hold you accountable is I would ask you a lot of questions and I would get you to verbalize what it is you want out of this. What are you looking for, for your family? Mm. And I, I, I would get you to tell me all the words, whatever it is you want. The thing I would just ask really good questions. I make you put yourself in a corner. You know what I'm saying? I would find out what you want to sacrifice, the things you want to work, or you want to die, you want to do A, B, C. I would just have very defined, th- and they'd be in question format. You'd say yes or no. If you say no, it'd be weird because then why are we working together? Yep. And if you say yes, if you don't do it, I it, I can be like, you know, you're complaining today, Luke, but didn't you say you'd show up at 7 and start dialing and you showed up at 930? Yeah. Why are you confused? And it's just like in-home in, or sales in general. Sometimes I use in-home terminology because that's how I sold. But it's sales in general. If you like overcoming objections is one thing. Sure, that's a skill set. I want to think about it. What do you say? I can tell you what to say. What's the real answer and the best answer? Prevent it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I try to prevent all the stuff with agents where the first few years, man, I was dealing with it. I was trying to overcome it and fighting with people and arguing and trying to get them to commit to themselves. And I was trying to figure out how to motivate people, dude. And it, that don't work. Yeah, you're right, man. You know? I agree. My brother, Steven and I were just talking about this. He has a team of 16 agents on his real estate team. And I was trying to tell him, I said, dude, motivation, it, it's, it's good in the sense of like, it helps hype everybody up and, and it's a good thing to do to get your mind right. But in terms of like you're going to be able to motivate someone to success, doesn't happen. Don't waste your time uh, because it's discipline and it's their choice. What you said about it being their choice. And to back up what you said about coaching reps, we have found that getting the rep to verbalize what they need to do in their commitment and then asking permission, going, hey, John, do I have your permission this month? to hold you to what you want in your commitments. Mm-hmm. All right. So um, I want to stick yeah. on the kind of cold calling uh, topic just to get more uh, thoughts from you. Yeah. How often, like, do you believe you should follow up with a lead? Do you have any thoughts on like the follow up from a dial perspective or, you know, how yeah. often you keep the lead stuff like that? Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to give the thought process first before I answer it. Okay. Here's, here's what I always, or the way I want people to see it. Right. I always, I always say this less you ever see when you're, you seem about my, age. you're a little younger than I am, but when I was young, uh, they had these books and I think they do movies like this, but they had these books where you could like choose the path and choose your 22 for this and 52 for that. And you see two different scenarios. And I always say like, 
if we were, if I were sitting, if, if, if I could put in this imaginary situation that could happen and, and someone, someone dies, right. And they look down and they're able to see the time where you had their lead. Okay. Or I had their lead or whoever had their lead and, and so-and-so is dead and you had that person as a lead. Imagine if they got to see that you didn't call them enough times and they died without insurance. How many times would that person prefer you called them and how often would they prefer you had called them? Do you feel like you're constantly chasing after new leads? Does it feel like you're on a hamster wheel, running forward but not getting anywhere? That's not the life you imagined when you got into this business. Listen in as Luke Acre and I prove the extraordinary power of referrals and the money you can make using referral-based marketing. Our free webinar shows you how to stay top of mind, nurture clients, and automate your marketing so you can get off the hamster wheel for good. Go to ReminderMedia.com slash hamster wheel. Yes, that's the real URL. We named it that so you'd remember. Go there to find out the secrets that the top producers are using to live the life of freedom you know you deserve. That's ReminderMedia.com slash hamster wheel. Take action on this today. Okay, let me give, so let me give a little clarity for the audience because we have audience that's not in insurance too. Um, yeah, please. Basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, what you're saying is this person, example, dies and they're not protected. They're fam- mm-hmm. It's like me dying and I have no life insurance for my wife, Megan, my son, William, my daughter, Evelyn, yeah. and they literally have no income now. And yeah. now Megan can look and see that John had me as a lead and chose yeah. not to call me more than once. Like, oh, dude, I love that. That is great. Yeah. And imagine they saw me go, dude, if I call Luke, it's 5 p.m. He's probably eating dinner with his family. He'll be mad if I call. Yeah. Would you be mad? That, you know what I mean? I'm like, no, you'd be mad that I didn't call. Fair? Yeah. If you got to see it after the fact. So I'm like, is there a right answer? You know what I mean? So I, I look at it differently than most in the sense that most people go into it saying, I don't want to bug someone. I don't want to be rude. Same stuff I said earlier. I don't want to be rude. That's, that's not nice. It's, it's, it's harassing people. I've heard all kinds of stuff about my feedback on dialing people I, in the, from, you know, now I hear way more positive. I hear way more people that talk to me about how much it's helped their business, their agency, how many more lives they've covered and insured. I hear way more of that. But especially on social do where people catch clips of it, I get some negative pushback on it. And I'm like, yo, if you were dead and I didn't call you and you found out I could have called you, but I chose not to, you'd be pissed. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So for me, I, I dialed very aggressive, to be honest. So to answer the question in the life insurance space, now, dude, if we're selling copy machines, I don't know the answer. Sure. I'm not. That's that's not my deal. Um, you know, I would still find a way to be aggressive. Like, why not? We had to call at least but, twice if it's copy machines. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd make up some kind of analogy where I'd be scared to not call that dude. How about that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but for me, man, when I was dialing leads, I like to I like to break them, put them into like small little stacks that I can work like crazy in a window. First, take a big stack and kind of work through a stack. I take little stacks and I hammer them. So if you were, if you were to lead a mine, and I'd probably put you in a stack of 25 people I'm calling, I'd start at seven or seven thirty AM and I would most people in my world don't answer first time. Sure. I'm sure that's very common in lead based stuff. So I would call you, uh, I would trip what we call triple dial. So I'd call you back to back to back. So if you don't pick up call one, I immediately call 
two, I immediately call three. Maybe all three times I get voicemail, all good. I'd flip it over, go to the next one. Do you ever yeah, leave a voicemail just for clarity there? On I the first don't. Time? Okay, you don't. No. Okay. If, if I do, it's after way later. Okay, perfect. I'll probably double-digit calls before I did that. And it would okay. be like, hey, Luke, call me back. Okay. I would yep. say nothing about who I am, what I do. I just, I'm looking. It, hey, Luke, it's world, John. Give me a call back. Pick up. That's it. Yep. Create curiosity. I'd say you'll call back more if I do that. Yep. Agree. 100% agree. And there's stats out there that prove that. Grant Cardone is also yeah. another one, and he's in car sales, or was mainly, and then he transferred to all sales. But he taught yeah. that same thing. Um, yeah. You know, so I, I think, so for me, it's like my goal at the beginning is just to get people to pick up. Because I can't, I can't work. I can't book an appointment. I can't make a pitch. I can't present anything if you don't pick up. So my whole goal is to pick up. And I always thought if Vegas put odds on it, and you call once every three hours, and I call back to back to back, which one has better odds? Mm. It's no brainer. And then I just asked agents that don't do it. I'm like, why are you picking the one with the least odds? Like you picked it. I just you know which one has better odds. Why'd you pick the least one? I, I don't understand. If the goal is to cover people and to, and to make a living, why are we going with the worst odds? Because we're offended and we make, a lot of people make up this what if and they attach a negative connotation to it. Hmm. Where I'm like, if you're going to make stuff up, why not make up positive stuff? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're making yeah. it up anyway. That's so powerful, Fair? man. Yeah. You know, what if they're mad? Hey, what if they're happy? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. If, this, if this triggers you in the car or on the treadmill or whatever, when you're listening to this, I don't want to do that. I don't want to annoy people. I don't want to. It's that's what he's talking about. Like, that's yeah. what people don't understand. If you're like, I don't want to be that aggressive. I hate what if getting I make that someone mad. What if I help someone? It's, right. Yeah, it's because you're approaching it from the lack of value that you have. Mm. Like, you don't believe that what you're calling to present this person is life changing. That will actually help them. That you're going to better their life because they talk to you. And we often talk about the acronym CAR, C-A-R-R, so two R's. And it's the journey of the buyer. The journey of the buyer is curiosity annoyance sometimes moves to resentment. And then if you keep yeah. going ends in respect, they're curious. Yeah. Why, who is this person calling me? They're annoyed. Cause you keep calling at the end. They're almost resenting you. Oh my gosh. If John calls me one more time, I'm going to be mad. But because he kept following up, they actually respected John. Thank you so much for staying on top of me, man. I really, really appreciate it. Yeah. hundred percent. And I've had that feedback so many times over the years. And to be honest, dude, we've had a lot of situations where both ways I've had personally, but agents a ton as well, where someone didn't work a lead properly and the client died. And when they call, when they eventually get someone on the phone, they're like, nah, they died. I've had clients mad. Mm. We've had clients call into us pissed. Nobody called them and someone died. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we have record that they were called, but they weren't called enough. You know what I mean? I've seen, I've seen it to where, I've done something great, what most people would consider crazy or too much or aggressive, and someone has died in the next week, and they had insurance because I did that. You know what I mean? So I'm just, I'm more of the like, what is You're positive convinced. side? Yeah. Yeah, dude, and I believe in what we do. I'm not doing it for incorrect reasons. You know what I mean? And, and some people go like, I, I would be mad at you. Well, you probably also wouldn't fill out a lead, so I'm not worried about what you think. Mm. You, you know what I'm saying? Yep. Like, you're not... You're not that type of person. They're different. Someone that fills out a mailer is different than someone that fills out something online is different than someone that only will do business face to face. They're just, they think different. Yep. You know, and I've, I've just learned that over the years and 
you know, what we're doing works. And if people are offended by it, if someone, someone sent me a, a DM on Instagram yesterday and I don't remember what video I put out, but they said, I love it, but not a very popular opinion amongst the masses. And my reply was, well, the masses are pretty broke, so I'm not worried about their opinions. Yeah, man. Whew. That you know is so it's powerful. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, if you so want to live just, in the 1%, you're not going to be like the 99%. Yeah, you're going to yep. 100%, man. You're going to be yeah. different. What about, um, talk to us a little bit about um, how you recruit and like how you attract people to come and be part of your agency. Because we have a lot of different businesses from real estate, listening to this, mortgage, yeah. insurance. And they all, a lot of them have teams or are recruiting people in their yeah. downlines and stuff. Like how many people do you have in your downline right now? We had uh, just over 2,000 sold a policy in March. Jeez. Uh, we, had, we had over 4,000 sell a policy last year. Wow, man. That's crazy. Yeah, so they don't all sell every month. And, I mean, sure, sure. But you have like literally, I mean, thousands of people in your downline. How do you attract people to join your agency versus all the other people out there that are trying to get them to join theirs? What tips would you give to a leader that's trying to attract high-level talent? Yeah. Um, I would say that... I don't need them for me to make money because I was selling enough insurance that I wasn't worried about it. I added, I, I, I could provide more to the agent than the agent could provide to me. Hmm. Does that make sense? Like yeah. if you work with me, I don't, I literally don't care. I'm not trying to be mean, but I literally don't care. Does that make sense? I want, I hope you do. I wish you do. I would love to help you. But if you're like, I'm not for you and you're not for me, I will definitely move on with my dad. Does that mean you know, your mindset is that because you are a producer, that is what yeah. attracted them? So I eat because I sell. Now, not okay. today. Today, the size, I don't have to sell anymore. Right. Yeah. Early on when I started attracting people, it was because I, and I was taught all this, dude. I didn't like roll out of bed and learn how, from, yeah, make up the insurance world. Sure. sure. <laughs> I, I had some great people teach me how to be successful in this business. But when I was able to start changing things and, and get to a point making multiple six figures on my own pen selling, that's you know, when the that's when the recruiting happened. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, all right, so Joe Blow, I can teach you how to make X. You know, my, the most I sold on my own pen in a year, life premium, and was basically the commission. The way it works in my world was like just under five hundred grand. Yeah, it's awesome. Like four sixty. Yeah. So when you can teach people how to go and before that dude, the most I ever made on a job, I, cause I'm, I'm an accountant proud of this. Like no way you, you were an accountant. Numbers. You were an accountant. Yeah. Not a, yeah. Not a CPA account. Like a, yeah, I, didn't, I didn't know that. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So the most I ever made dude was like 40 grand a year prior to insurance. That's a big difference. 460 to 40. Yeah. 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 So, you know, and I didn't come into the business killing it. I started out pretty slow. Um, I, I would, all the things I teach, I was, <laughs> so I think I'm super relatable to people because I did have to climb. I didn't, this didn't come naturally. Sales isn't my background. I don't, I had to learn this, you know, and I'm, again, I'm not alone in that. There's plenty of people that have a similar story, but we started attracting people when I was doing it because I wanted to, ha I wanted to teach people how to make a living selling life insurance. I didn't attract people because I didn't sell life insurance and I wanted to build an agency. So I didn't have to sell. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think some people try to build for the wrong reasons. They build so they don't have to put in the work and go. And dude, I, I had to grind to sell. I was all over. I was in the, it, this is pre technology, you know, um, where I was in the field, in the car driving all over Georgia. I used to fly to Utah to sell Ohio to sell. I've done all kinds of crazy stuff to sell insurance. Um, 
Every you know, so I think when it became, I could help any, it's hard to say anyone, but I could sure. help an individual who followed the things that I learned. If they walked the same steps I did, I could give, I could give them feedback to make their journey shorter than mine. Yeah. I could relate. I knew what they were feeling. There's nothing I've asked an agent to do that I haven't done. You know, I walked the walk, dude. So yeah. that became attractive to people and people, like again, when you, when you when you're in a recruiting and you're throwing up on people on the 452 reasons why they should work for you, mm. it's probably not crazy attractive. And this business insurance specifically is full of that, dude. Yeah, a lot um, of these a lot of these service based uh, uh, positions are like my brother. I mentioned him earlier, right? He has people recruit his agents all the time, right? It's natural, right? It happens yeah. in the real estate yeah. game, and he literally says, "Go meet with them." Just ask them to actually show you the real numbers, the P&L, and what, and what yeah, they've done 100%. and the money they actually make. He goes, just ask yeah. them to show you, hey, wh- how much money did you make last year? Yeah. And how yeah. much money did your agent on your team make? He goes, just ask them yeah. that, right? Because, yeah. and what I like about what you're saying, like the key takeaway for me in that, like to apply it to my own business is nothing beats servant leadership. Nothing mm-hmm. beats the leader that actually can get in the trench with the people and do the same work and help them do that work to the best of their ability and showcase they can do it. Yeah. And it's a, it's a, one of our core values in our company, but it just gives you two things. One is it gives you absolute integrity with your people. And that integrity yeah. translates to the second thing, which it gives you absolute confidence. So you don't have commission breath or recruiting breath, yeah. as they call it, where yeah. it's just like you're desperate to recruit somebody so you can have a downline. Yeah. You're like, I don't need you, but I, I, I can help you. And I, I love to help yeah. people. And that fulfills yeah. me type idea. Oh, I love that, man. Yeah. Yeah. So I was good. the number one producer in my own group for four straight years. Yeah, that's a, that's all the story you need to try to recruit people. <laughs> so well, the fastest then, way to get out of the position that you're in is to master it. If you want to get out of being a burger flipper, yeah. become the best burger flipper you have ever seen, and they will promote you right away. Awesome, John. Thank I, you I like so much. Learning. Yeah, thank you so much for coming on the show, sharing your wealth of knowledge. Before we close out, please let people know how they can connect with you. Yeah, man. Um, if JohnWetmore.com is easy, and it's W-E-T, W-E-T-M-O-R-E. Um, has links to all my social. Um, Instagram, I'm on the most. Then Facebook, Instagram is JohnWetmore347. And I think Facebook's just my name, but johnwetmore.com works for all of it. Good content on Instagram, too. So make sure you're checking out John there as well. Thank you all so much for listening. You can dive deeper to this episode, get the links that John just mentioned all in one place over at staypaidpodcast.com. You can get the show notes for this episode as well. If you enjoy this episode and want to show your support, head on over to Apple Podcasts, drop us a five-star review. And the best way to show your support is to simply share this episode with a friend. If you want to get hold of me or Luke, you can email us at podcast at remindermedia.com. And of course, you can find us on social as well. We are at Stay Paid Podcast. For this episode of Stay Paid, I'm Joshua Stike. Guys, I'm Luke Acre. Great episode. Absolutely love it. You guys can tell I get excited over cold calling and sales. I I (laughs) freaking love it. And John's mindset is so spot on. My action item for all of you, right? Because you can listen to things all day, but if you never implement it, if you never put into action, your life's going to be the same. My action item for you is you need to come up with that scenario. That is that hostage type scenario. And all of us, we have the same weakness. There's 100 leads in your database right now that you should be calling. Even if you have no leads, there's 100 people you know that you should be reaching out to to see if you can help them with whatever you offer just to connect with your sphere. But you're not making those calls because you're creating the excuse. You need to create the scenario in your mind like John did that flips the script that goes, if your most loved person was one of those people and all you had to do was call it, call them to find it, you'd make those calls. 
Flip the script. Remember the difference between top producers and mediocre producers in every single business is top producers take action. Take action on that today. 